the dragon is going to close and bring two of its claws to bear on oh. the port side. The sensors are now glitching. Well, throw it on the list. We may die by these dice. Yeah. <laughs> but um, ching. Should we pull the lever? I'm leaning towards yes. The void dragon immediately flies itself over to the egg, wrapping its claws around it protectively. Proximity sensors don't do anything because they're wrecked. Look out the window. <laughs> uh, the cat saunter into the spacesuit. All right, space cat, here we go. Welcome, one and all, to the Die by the Dice podcast. We're an actual play tabletop RPG in Starfinder. Thank you for joining us in our space adventure. I'm John. I'll be the gym for this game. I'm Jessica, and I'm playing Noemi Dimash, the Lashunta Technomancer. I'm Tom. I'm playing Lycos 9, the Android Solarian. And I'm Brent, and I'm playing Sparks, the Ahsoki Mechanic. All right. After an odd little gallivant into a arcane tower that seemed to bump into the baleful skies as it's tr- translated into the drift... The party is back on the ship and heading for their destination. A set of mysterious coordinates that have been inputted into their uh, computer and that they have, I believe, like 15 days of travel towards. That sounds right. Is there anything anyone's doing on the journey, which will otherwise be uneventful? Um, Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) God, you ruined it, John. I think I'm probably going to be splitting my time between trying to keep working on Ren's body design that we were talking about. Okay. And trying to figure out what is going on with that crazy, like, AI thing, right? Like, whatever was in the marble that I shoved in my mouth when we hustled it out. Okay. Oracle? Yeah, that. I couldn't remember what it was called. Yeah, I'm going to definitely need to be resting and healing a bit after my uh, foray with the very magical book. But I also want to see if I can figure anything else about it. Okay. Because this is the one... That has the three locks. That's correct. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm like flashing back now to everything that we were doing last time. I kind of forgot. And we also have the cat. Yes, the cat. I still say we name him Jonesy. Jonesy. After aliens? Alien. Alien, yeah. but yeah. Sorry. No one has any arguments. I'm good with it. Oh, yeah. How in the how do the cat and I get along? The, you find the cat looks at you in a suddenly unsettling way as though... It like wants to eat you, but yeah. doesn't know how quite how it would start. Like, the burger that's too big on the plate. Yeah. Like, I don't, how do I? <laughs> it just like occasionally catches its mouth open. It's like it's trying to distend its jaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the cat gets along okay with a seven foot tall lizard woman. It seems to. And you find it as, while it still has kind of cat tendencies, uh, you do sense a intelligence behind it. I mean, everyone says like, oh, my cat's super smart. This cat actually is fairly smart. <laughs> it uh, already knows how to flush the toilet. We don't have to train it. <laughs> so like it'll respond to some commands when it feels like it, it seems like. Cat, yeah. yeah. But it always seems to kind of show up when you're looking for it. How many things would you say it has batted off of my shelf? <laughs> <laughs> Whilst making eye contact. <laughs> Uh, one of them exploded in a rather <laughs> yeah. loud, not like devastating fashion, uh, and that startled it. So it sort of learned its lesson for the moment. Okay, good. Uh, it seems to have accepted the Jonesy moniker uh, well enough. Yes. Um, <laughs> at least hasn't clawed you in response for it. I'll take it. So it's been a little while, mm-hmm. but Richie Nines offered to help with the design for Renault's body. Are you going to take him up on that offer? I don't know. I don't trust him that much after, like, there was... He could have some interesting uh, ideas on, you know, subtle things you can do with the body. Yeah, because I don't have to implement it if I don't like it, I guess. But yeah, I'll I'll talk with him about it, I guess. Okay. Uh, He's going to impart a plus four on the engineering check for it. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. um, At this point, I don't know that there's much Lycos would be doing other than... Sort of, I guess, familiarizing himself with the ship more. Uh, like, obviously, the, the thing they know it well enough to be lost or that kind of thing. But just trying to make it more memorize its layout, make it more feel like home, especially if they have to, like, run around and fight things on it. Okay. Um, also, familiarizing himself with the controls whenever he's the one in the seat. Mm-hmm. 31 on the check. 31? All right. So, that check is good enough where if you want to have essentially a bipedal body that is sort of an all-purpose one not really necessarily combat but closer to what like a regular person's body would be um for various definitions of persons in this setting uh you can get away with it for about five thousand credits for the raw materials okay 
I don't remember how much money I actually have, but I know personally I don't have a lot of money. I need we need to get back to Absalom so I that think we can we, get some scratch. I think we all burnt a lot of money at that um drift marketplace. Yes. Uh which was like, I think shortly before we actually all came to risk. At least I don't think we had any missions in between that get garnered us much more cash. Oh yeah, I'm sitting on like six hundred. Okay. So uh, and Noemi, did you have anything you wanted to do in particular on the journey? Um, I was probably going to try to see if any certain, if the book reacts to any certain spells. Um, you know, thinking of the way that like maybe locks are set. Like, oh, if you, you know, do a fire spell on this lock, it opens up that kind of thing. Okay. So you have three locks. Uh, none of them are inscribed in a language you're familiar with. Okay. So there's... The, the spine isn't locked, but each other face of the book, if you're looking from the front, has an arcane lock on it. So what spell are you going to try to test and on which rune? Well, I have my energy ray, which I can just spam. Do you get to pick what kind of energy? I do. Ooh. It can be acid, cold, electricity, or fire. Okay. So I guess the first thing I'll try is cold on the one. So we'll say, uh, on the t- quote unquote, the top. Like if a book is like in the shelf. Okay, mm-hmm. Uh, nothing will happen. Okay. Hmm. Try it on the on the other sides. Uh, nothing happens on any of those. Okay. Hmm. I'll try fire. All right. Uh, no response to any of them. Okay. Electricity? Uh, electricity causes the top to spin and then disengage. Hmm. Uh, at this, the book rattles. So now the lock is undone? Uh, the lock is now... On the top? It's unlocked and it can be the latch can be opened. Ooh. Um, I will s- steal myself and go to... Try opening it. Okay. The latch pops open um, and the book like jumps in your hand. Like somebody sort of popped it lightly from underneath. Okay. Now I guess I'll... So now I'll try the electricity on the side and see if that does anything. Nothing happens. Okay. Last one I have to try. I'll try acid on the side. Uh, nothing happens. Okay. What else do we get? Maybe it's an order thing. Like you did the lightning Ooh. one and now one of the other ones is active. Okay. Maybe. So yeah. So it was electricity on the top. So yeah, now I'll try um, cold on the side. Nothing happens. Fire on the side. You already tried fire on the side. Nothing well, ha- see, I was going. Well, now we know that it. That apparently sparks. the order does not matter. Does not matter. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> your further elemental does does nothing. Okay. Hmm. Well, what other like types of magic are there? Well, I have like my like my psychokinetic hand. I have mending. <laughs> Mend it. Tried blasting the book. Now heal the book. <laughs> can make it invisible maybe <laughs> well maybe. i mean i could send a microbot assault at it. <laughs> when in doubt robots <laughs> honestly I like, I, uh, not I the like worst that, idea that might be sparks solution it's worked so far <laughs> so lightning fixed it well okay i don't remember what the actual book like do they have any symbols or marking oh it was symbols that we don't understand yeah. right okay so did anything else change in the book besides the lock opening and the weird movement? No. Okay. You don't have comprehend languages? I have quick pigeon, which means, but I think that's more speaking. It is 100% mm-hmm. all speaking. Yeah. So I can't. It was a worthwhile question. It was. Yeah. So perhaps I will hang on to this. Be be currently satisfied in that I've gotten a third of the way there. And noodle on it a little bit more. Maybe when we get to Absalom, take it to someone I trust. I mean, you got 15 days. You could try out every conceivable combination you can think of in 15 days. True. I can try to daze it. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll try to do something um, psychic-y. So I'll try to... Say hello. Yeah. I'll try to psychically connect with the book. Like with your latent psychic powers? Mm -hmm. Uh, Nothing happens. Okay. Mm. Um, I try to use daze on the book. Nothing happens. Uh, Let's see. Just hand him your spell sheet, see which one. <laughs> John, does any combination of these work? I have 15 days. I have 15 days. <laughs> Would it be mysticism to try to like decode anything, or is there even a chance to... Uh, she's already made a mysticism check oh, about okay. it. But I haven't. <laughs> Go for it, I guess. Come on, 20. Do you have it trained? Uh, I have two in it. Okay. Oh, I have no. two. No, I do not have a train. I don't have ranks, but I have a... Okay, then don't bother. You can't check. Thanks for trying. Uh, I tried, but I only rolled a 10. <laughs> which I'm going to assume, unless you really botched your roll, is not good. So, yeah, I mean, I guess because, I mean, all of my spells are going to 
re-up after the days anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll just throw it all at it. All right, give me the list. Um, so we have Energy Ray, which I gave you the four different energies. We have Mending, Ghost Sound. I'll just make weird noises at it. Um, <laughs> we have Detect Magic, Detect Affliction. We have Magic Missile, which is force damage. Um, we have Overheat, which is just more fire. We have Jolting Surge, which is just more electricity. We have Unseen Servant. Uh, we have Microbot Assault. We have Invisibility. We have Flight, and we have a Recharge. I feel like you maybe not invisibility. <laughs> All right. Gosh, crap. Where'd I put that book? <laughs> and I also have the one healing spell that I can, I have with my um, circle of the sun mystic. Yeah. None of that has any further effect. So after you know, a day or so of this, at some point over the comms, the captain or the, sorry, Noemi, are you okay in there? Yeah. There's just <laughs> a lot of sounds of battle. Oh no, nothing to- Nothing to fear. I'm, I, and I will, I will, I mean, I'm not keeping the book secret, so I'll share the book with you and say, I was able to get the top lock undone with uh, electricity, but I haven't been able to successfully open the other locks. It's just a, like a book, right? Like, super magic book. What well, if we tried to just, we got the top lock undone. Like, what if we tried to just pull the pages apart? Like, if it's flexible, you might be able to just see what's on the pages anyway. All right. I mean, this um, is a dumb idea, but maybe. So what, what were the other energy types you used on it? Um, acid, cold, and fire. All right. You don't have any sonic spells? No. So you don't have force damage? I have force damage with my magic missile. And it did nothing. Did nothing. All right. Somebody had a sonic pistol or something, right? But this... Uh, That's yeah. probably not the same thing, but... I mean, even if it I was. do, but I'm not going <laughs> to shoot it. <laughs> yeah, magic missile did. <laughs> yeah, you've cast attack spells on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you send a micro robot army That's at it. That's just a bridge too far. <laughs> Come on, guys. No gun violence. <laughs> we could try picking it. Didn't we already try that? I think we did, and I think I got hurt. <laughs> My yeah. memory's a little fuzzy about that. I mean, there was a couple books. Wasn't this the one I stabbed, or was that the other one? I think you tried to stab this one. It didn't do anything. Well, I, I stabbed one. I think I got hurt or something happened. Well, there was the one that was chained down. We left that one there. And this is the one we took with us. Yeah. I think this is the one you stabbed and I think you got hurt from it. Yeah. But the book was unharmed. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that part. You took a little gem. What have you done with that gem in the meantime? Oh, right. Um, I tried to like see if I can get it to float around me. Okay. Yeah. When you put it near your head, it... Re- maintains a about six inch orbit around uh just above your vision so as not to be bothersome hmm. do i pick up on what it does um not immediately but after a few days you haven't been hungry or thirsty so <laughs> all right oh no you don't breathe you have to eat though <laughs> now it's one less thing i don't have to do <laughs> so it's either making it so you don't notice and you're now starving to death or you actually don't need sustenance hmm <laughs> I'll bring it to Noemi uh, probably after like four days in, especially if I'm not feeling weaker. Uh, let her know what it's doing uh, and see if there's anything she can figure out more definitively just so I don't starve to death. Okay, mysticism would be appropriate here. 21. All right. Uh, you recognize an Aeon Stone. All right. This is one of the more basic ones, uh, fairly readily available amongst mag- magical communities, and it negates the need for food or water. So my character now can survive being adrift in space. Yes. Indefinitely. <laughs> bon voyage, Lycos 9. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just going to sw- start swimming to locations. <laughs> See you in 50 billion years. <laughs> Can't, do I know if like the user can be changed? Like if, if for some reason we're somewhere and like, or does it take time for it to, to, to attune? It'll take time to attune, about okay. a day or so. So we can't switch it around to keep from starving. Or sort of, but not really. Yeah, I guess we could, actually. Because we could each have it for like a day and like rotate. I mean, we'd be real not happy. Actually, it would slow things, but not stop them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean... We'd survive for longer. Mm. Mm. Andy, you keep in your back pocket. Would have been nice on wrist, wrist. that's for sure. <laughs> Keeping your back pocket or floating around my head. Also that. So now you have a moat and a, a, a floating crystal? Yeah. You're just all sorts of crazy. It's like a one-man rave. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I say, it was like when it, one catches the light, is like a little disco ball. I was gonna ask, can I sync up their orbit so like it's constantly refracting light out of it? Because that won't be obnoxious at uh, all. It's not a particularly iridescent spindle. It's kind of like a like a chalky, semi-transparent. Ah. So it'll catch a facet, but it won't like. It's not like a disco ball flying around your head. Boo. <laughs> You never let us have any fun, John. He's got to get more than that basic pumpkin spice mm. uh, <laughs> hand stone. You leave pumpkin spice out of this. Sorry. That was a low blow. Sorry, pumpkin spice. <laughs> I'm like, all the things to be basic at Starbucks. <laughs> all right. So after just over two weeks of drift travel, you come upon the coordinates and begin translation. Uh, does, does it go well? Yeah. Cool. Is there a space dragon on the other side? Uh, no. So when you come to the other side, what you find is you seem to be in the midst of some sort of dust cloud because uh, looking all right through all the viewports, you can't see like the stars in the distance in all directions. Uh, there's a grayish, brownish dust cloud that sort of rings the area you're in. But as usual, I'm bearing the lead because what dominates your vision is a enormous carcass of a creature that Noemi instantly recognizes as a deep space leviathan. Ooh. Uh, go ahead and make a life sciences check to get a little more info on these things. That will be a 33. All right. I know his name, <laughs> his birth date. <laughs> deep space leviathans are semi-mystical. They're somewhat kind of like cryptozoological almost because while several carcasses have been found throughout known space, none's ever been found alive, hmm. uh, at least not by any credible source. They are usually rich in exotic minerals and materials, and this one is large enough to have a city-sized base built within its semi-hollowed-out carcass. You can see a space station effectively burrowed into its gut works. So this Gross. is Starfinder nowhere. Yeah, a little bit. That's right. exactly what I was picturing. <laughs> Orbiting around this colossal corpse are a fleet of ships, all of which, you're, as your display is now popping up, have designations of the free captains on their IFF signals. Um, the other thing you notice is that multiple weapon locks have attached to your ship and alarms are going off everywhere. Um, I uh, kind of hit the comms. Voltana, I think you're needed on deck. Uh, even as you're saying it, she's walking into the bridge. Uh, she hands you a, like a piece of paper and says, open a hailing frequency on this channel. All right. Pop it in. As the channel connects, you hear a robotic voice say, The waves are stormy today. She says, Oh, that's not the one I was expecting. Um, stormy waves, stormy waves. Uh, meanwhile, weapon lock klaxons are going on. You can see several defense batteries have maintained target lock on you. Then she says, Ah, uh, but it's a great day to set sail. And there's a, a brief pause, and then the alarm Claxons go off, and so while you're still on their their radar and their scanners, you're not being like actively targeted anymore. That wasn't nerve wracking at all. <laughs> also, like pirates with sailing passwords, boy, it's like adding an exclamation point on the end. Come on, nobody will ever guess that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a bunch of them. <laughs> we actually got l lucky there. There's like two or three that I'm not a hundred percent on. <laughs> Awesome. Great. Great. <laughs> uh, so now what? Where are you wanting us to do dock? Oh, wherever's good. Take us in, I guess. All right. And so. Curse kind of shot, shoots her a, a scathing glare. She says, sorry, your ship. I'd and Kurt kind of, uh, yeah, take us in. <laughs> <laughs> thought we were just going to have Curse stand there in si strong silence. Strong silence. <laughs> she, she is the strong silent type. She, she is. is very strong and very silent this time. All right. Yeah. So we just, uh, I pulled into wherever the nearest docking area is. Okay. Yeah. There's a multitude of them. It seems that the station's at about half capacity as far as its docks go. Uh, and there are some ships that dwarf even your larger vessel. Uh, make a, some kind of lore check if you're inclined to try to recognize any of them. I guess either cultures or um, piloting would be appropriate here. Is it in relation to pilots? Is uh, like a bonus for that? Yeah, I'd say so. I need to look at the book real quick. Okay. Sorry, I forgot. I got a twenty-three. I'll just give you a plus five. I think it's around that. It's, not, it's something like that. All right. Uh, so twenty-five. Ooh, twenty-five and twenty-three. All right. 
Officers are piloting. Uh, I got a 20. Okay, so it's piloting, then it's a lot higher. Uh, <clears throat> 31. Okay, very good. So there's three vessels you recognize of note. Uh, one is called the Dying Light. Uh, all, so, all, by the way, all have free captain's regalia on them. Uh, one's called the Dying Light. It's a massive carrier. Uh, it's got a reputation that is known as the Scourge of the Core. Uh, it's usual hunting grounds around the, around the galactic core there. One is called Arcanix Volari. It's a stealth cruiser rumored to be staffed by cannibals. Uh, and the last vessel you see is distinctly of the former Eoxin corpse fleet. So staffed, as you are aware, largely by undead. So there's little regard for things like radiation shielding or even like not Oxygen. being exposed to vacuum. Yeah. Uh, so. It's called Z864. So cannibals, zombies, and I guess the first one's actually not that bad. But. So as Z864, is it spelled out like we would say Z or is it Z like the English would say Z where it's just the letter Z? That's, uh, I spelled it out, but okay. you can take it as you... So um, X, XED, is that how you spell it, or ZED? Uh, no, ZED. Okay. But like, instead of saying Z, they say Z. Right. Like they say H instead of H. So is it Z for zombie? Mm, no. Don't say the Z word. <laughs> can't say the Z word. I wasn't aware that's how they said Z. Then. I'm like, why did you make that so long? <laughs> Later. Oh. So the ship pulls into port, and you are docked. Voltana claps you on the shoulder and says, good piloting. Thank you. Uh, she kind of gets into her comms, and you can hear her say, All right, you louts, get all the cargo off the ship and get some R&R. And you hear kind of like a clip, yay, and then she cuts the comm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Voltana, I take it this is where we're going to part ways. Uh, I assume we'll have safe passage back to the drift? Yes. You, you are here under my protection, effectively. Uh, don't do anything stupid. My protection only goes so far. Uh, this is a neutral port, a safe harbor. The lost harbor, in fact. Got a ring to it, I guess. Now, it, it, just stab in the dark. If we ever wanted to return here, however, it seems that we would need to have some sort of password. I take it that this is probably our one and only trip to the lost harbor? Yes. And you would do well to ensure as such. Without the code, you would be destroyed upon entry. And we don't have many visitors here, so if, say, a fleet of Hell Knights were to show up, then the list of who could have tipped them off would be rather short. Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't suggesting that we would tell anyone where you were. I was just curious if, if this was our, our one chance to, to see the Lost Harbor. Yes, so I'd make good use of it. Unless, of course, you become pirates, in which case we would be kindred spirits, and you may wander your way back up here again sometime. <laughs> Fair. I look at Noemi and uh, Kerr and go and internally think they don't want to be pirates. <laughs> you think I'm too good, too good of heart? <laughs> well, time to go play tourist. I think so. I mean, we could see different all kinds here. I'm sure. Yeah, there there could be less than legal things we can add to the ship. Hey. Ooh. Uh, and the grog. Find the grog. Pirates <laughs> always have grog. They would describe the prices as a steal. Uh, <laughs> I guess we're going in. I don't see any reason why we shouldn't. So, Kerr, you stay behind on the ship? Keep an eye out on things? Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't trust pirates. I'll stay here and keep an eye on my ship. Good call, Kerr. Are any of the, um, oh, what's their, the Dodratar going to come with us? Are, uh, they, they, are they interested in getting off the ship or are they? They don't seem too interested at this okay. point. I uh, <laughs> want to go meet the rest of the galaxy, start with the pirate port. <laughs> <laughs> what about any of the members of the Black Star? They actually have quite a history with pirates, so it's probably unsafe for them to leave the ship. Okay. How is their captain doing? Uh, he's been ambulatory, but he's still uh, visibly weakened. Hmm. Uh, he actually, on your way out... Stops you in the hall, Noemi, and says, uh, Hey, uh, Dimash the Younger, um, a favor if you would. Sure. If you could find a star pearl for me, then it would be very helpful. 
Do I know what a star pearl is? Make a... Just a regular pearl with a star in front of it. Is it like a mysticism? It's like uh, a space pearl. Make mysticism or life sciences. <laughs> life sciences it is. 23. Okay. The edge of the event horizon of black holes is a biosphere for a very specific type of life. And one of those produces star pearls as a like byproduct of their digestion. They are rumored to have mystical qualities, but those rumors are frequently kind of spurious. If it's that close to a black hole, it's got to be kind of hard to hard to get, right? That's going to be expensive. He hands you a cred stick and says, Oh. <laughs> well, all right then. <laughs> uh, this should cover it. Can I tell how much is on it? Yeah, a quick balance check shows there's 50,000 credits on it. All right. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> There's a lot of trust here. So uh, we're abandoning these people. <laughs> we are definitely well, taking the money and running, right? <laughs> buying a new ship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see you later. <laughs> All right. So I... I you can go uh, piracy real quick. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, man, give you guys 50,000 credits and you're gone. in Rome. <laughs> so I, I expressed to him that, you know, it, well, thank you for entrusting me with, with such an, an, an amount of money and, and an important... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? And, and it's such an important task. Um, does Gianna know? Uh, I mean, I haven't told her, but... Okay. No, fine. I was... Yeah. She's not going on station. I recognize at least three vessels that we've tussled with in the past and have not parted with on best of terms. Yeah, it's best to keep a low profile. Don't answer the door. Do you have any thoughts of w- what sort of business might have this star pearl? Should I f- look for a... A jeweler or some sort of um sensor yeah uh i'm not i'm not sure i have reputable contacts here and there but not on this station okay well i'll i'll keep an ear to ground ear to the ground and keep an eye out i I appreciate that first thing we find out get your star pearls yeah (laughs) get your star pearl necklace (laughs) (laughs) if there's that many star pearls i would probably doubt their validity <laughs> yeah, 50 that's probably fair i told um my my companions that we're looking for the star pearl but i do not tell them the amount of money on the cred stick okay <laughs> <laughs> because apparently they're ready to just say screw it to this regular life and yo ho yo ho a pirate's life for me a lot of metagaming there jesse <laughs> change my name to sparks <laughs> sparks get out thanks that's it <laughs> i know we're not doing it but shout out to brent <laughs> do we notice um i assume there's some sort of portholes or something we can see out of of our ship um that people are dressed in any particular way like should we adjust how we look um, there's an overabundance of tricorn hats and peg legs boots. Space, <laughs> peg legs. space parrots <laughs> no things certainly seem to be well you can't really see the people on the station they're all like enclosed for the most part you can see from the the gangway to sort of the exterior of the station but you're not quite sure what the the dress of people on on board would be I guess I'll ask Weltana if she thinks that we need to modify her appearance in any way to kind of blend in. Oh, great. <laughs> you can't see it, but John's face has changed. This is bad. She he is, he's looking for ways to torture us. All right. Yep. Yep. That's what that look is. She looks a lot of you up and down and she says, uh, well, all of us look a, little, a bit like hardlanders now. What with the time we spent on planet. Fair. But you'll figure it out, I suppose. <laughs> and she kind of walks away, giving you like a wave with one of her hands as the other is all fine pockets. And then she heads towards the, the docking bridge. So that actually brought up for me, um, Noemi can cast mend. Would she have been able to have basically mended our armor so they weren't like not space worthy anymore? Uh, yeah, I'll say so. It would have taken like days to do so. It's not something you can really kind of just like the extent you've all been damaged like slapped together in combat but they're all kind of more or less intact once mended i'm going to say kind of going forward i'm not sure i mentioned this but once you start taking hit point damage then your armor has a chance of being hmm. broken at least as far as vacuum sealed goes but don't worry i can mend it <laughs> over the course of two weeks 
<laughs> but I can spam the hell out of it. Yeah, most of you are pretty badly hurt, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had 15 days or something we thought about last week. And I wanted to make sure I brought it up since she does have the ability to basically mend the armor. It is probably something we all would have had taken care of while we were traveling. The pirates, they've been able to get tools. So there's like a loading robot and like gravity dollies and things like that. They're using to get these these crates and ships off. It's going a lot faster getting this stuff off the ship than it was getting it on. Um, you're all started sending gormlessly in the hold. What do you do? Um, do we know about how long it looks like it'll take to get this stuff off? Like how long do we have here? It's about a half an hour and then you can sort of do as you wish. Oh, but I mean, we don't need to supervise the taking off. Cursed no. so. That's why I was just saying, like, is this like a, you know, it's not blocking the. I'm way. saying you can leave the, yeah, you can leave as you like. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can leave the the port in a half an hour if you want to. If you huh. want to say like, I don't have, I don't want to spend any time in Pirate Town. See ya. You can do so. Spark starts slowly. I imagine wandering down the ramp. <laughs> no, no, we're here. Let's explore. Yeah. I mean, Kerr and the Black Star people are pretty much staying on the ship, and we've yep. got no reason to distrust any of them. And I take the space car keys with me regardless. <laughs> boop, boop. <laughs> okay. No, Kerr keeps those. Yeah. yeah. I'm the pilot. She's the captain. Anyway. <laughs> uh, we have two be. sets of keys. You have one of them. She has the other. It's like when you buy a car and they give you two sets of keys. Yeah. <laughs> One's like the valet. The valet key. key. Yeah. <laughs> you can only open the trunk. <laughs> All right. So you're in like a docking arm right now where there's a number of ships docked in various configurations you're on one tier of four that i'll lead out to a number of other docks you can see this area is not particularly busy Uh, at the moment it's all kind of it's fairly lightly trafficked with most of the traffic that you're currently seeing being the the crew of drift's edge with their cargo Uh, there are a couple of humans and you notice a a, like albino looking vesk walking along with a android going from the dock to the station proper. Uh, from the, st- the areas are well lit with uh, light globes, and the area seems to be very, like it looked kind of ramshackle from the outside, but it's actually fairly well maintained inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, metal tile floors, lightly arching walls, and you can see about a porthole about every 10 feet or so with armor glass windows. <laughs> I'm not sure why windows are so hard. With armor <laughs> glass windows leading out into space. The view isn't particularly good because of the glass cloud that the Deep Space Leviathan rests in, and as does the Lost Harbor as a result. But you can still see like the small armada of pirate ships uh, at dock and in orbit. Does there seem to be any area that's um, sort of almost like a market or like where there's lots of shops, that sort of thing? Or is it more just uh, like a port? You're like in the... You're like at the gates right now. Okay. If you kind of move into the station proper you'll find a lot more options all right station proper let's stick stick together safety numbers um just to make sure the thing doesn't get stolen i don't go in with the stone orbiting my head okay i feel like that's too easy for someone to be like yoink you yoinked it (laughs) a corpse no wait no we just found it never mind (laughs) it was on a bust yeah sorry i mix it up in my head as it was like post uh risk loot and i was like no no that was in the tower I also plan on making sure that the cred stick is very safe. Like, if I have to wear it, like, if I have, like, a coat, like, I'm wearing it, like, you know, in my armor, under my coat, like. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if necessary, I have a quick-release sheath in my body I can store it in. Ooh. That's, like, secreted away. All right. Yeah. You see me pop guns and stuff out of it oh, normally, yeah. so. So I, I will ask you to to keep this safe. Right. I can probably put the cred stick and my stone in that sheath, right? Yeah, I'll say so. All right, cool. Which means I'm leaving my gun behind because I don't think I normally have a holster for that. <laughs> but you have your spear, right? Yeah, it's like a mode of light that's always around me and it can't be stolen, so <laughs> not unarmed. Just to be safe, I'm going to dim the moat. So I'm just not like a clearly a Solarian walking around. Okay, moving in towards the station proper, you come across like a, a checkpoint and there you can see two heavily armed and armored battle robots hmm. with a multitude of weaponry pointed towards the gate. Cool. Uh, as well as a pair of individuals bearing livery of a ship you don't recognize and seemingly as serving as some sort of guard. Uh, as they come through, any of you can make uh, life sciences checks if you like. 
or mysticism would also be appropriate here. 30. 10. And 26. Okay. All of you have a, catch a whiff of a, like a sickening odor off of one of them. Though Lycos, you don't recognize either of them. Uh, the other two recognize both. One is a ghoul, a sentient undead who feeds on the corpses of the recently dead. Okay. And the other is an anchorite, uh, sometimes known as chitons by mortals. Hmm. Creatures of the shadow plane of their nature, they typically feed off the anguish and psychic fear of mortals. Well, these sound like a couple of stand-up people here. Let's uh... completely avoid them, yes. Yeah, exactly that. That was my thought. <laughs> well, you'd have to walk between them, basically, to get to the station proper. Well, yeah, I mean, we can do yeah. that, but like no like long, lingering glances or anything. The Anchorite has a violet suit of armor on uh, with a number of like hooks and barbs on them. Uh, and you can see in places where the armor uh, parts from her pale flesh that some of these barbs and hooks are actually uh, in her. So as she shifts, uh, her skin is twisted and wrenched uh, by these very self-same hooks. Like nightmare Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> she has her black hair in a long braid and a visor partially conceals her face. Uh, she holds up a hand as you pass and says, Weapons must be bound or checked while on station. Understood, and I will bind my weapons. What is what does that involve? Like, are we just doing she, the Comic-Con thing and, like, zip-tying the trigger or whatever? Or what's the... Yeah, she motions to the ghoul, who has essentially, like, a trigger lock. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we don't intend to have any Can always break it here. off, probably. <laughs> no. <Shh. that's... laughs> um, yeah, sure. He, like, offers up the laser okay. rifle. Oh, same, yeah, the, with my uh, my sonic pistol. Okay. I said I left my pistol behind because I don't have a holster anymore. Okay, gotcha. All right, and then you don't have any other weapons? Uh, uh, not on me. Except for that a huge explosive shoved in the cheek. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing's cheek like this big. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I remember your micro-missiles were empty. Do you get... Yeah, I fired them all, so... So did you leave them back on the ship? Uh, I guess. Okay. Uh, well, otherwise, yeah, you have, you... otherwise, you have missile launchers on you, which she right wouldn't go over well. Yeah, I'll go ahead and yeah. say that since it was empty anyway. My spear is my other weapon, which is currently a mode of light, which I said before walked to the point he uh, muted. So yeah, I remember. I just wasn't sure if you had a no, 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 yeah, yeah, knife That's... or anything like that. No, I think I I sold most of my weaponry to get the gun, which yeah. I'd now left on the ship because I didn't want to carry it openly anyway. So okay, so the interior of the lost harbor is like a massive multi-level mall sort of and you're in the the center of it presently Sorry, there's like a large open area you can see walkways and several tiered gantries with shops and housing and all manner of person and creature walking around it goes down a couple tiers as well as up a few more as well and the whole area is lit brightly almost gaudily by light globes and string lighting and spotlights of all shape and size uh, if you think of like las vegas kind of or or tokyo kind of thing like everything's trying to grab your attention and so there's sort of this rainbow hue of electric lighting throughout the entirety of the station so my first thought is that we should maybe find some place uh, like a tavern um maybe get sort of a temperature on this place see how warm does it feel <laughs> That's actually an excellent question. Boo. <laughs> All right. It's in like the low 60s. All right. Hmm. So put on a light sweater. <laughs> Chance of rain? Unlikely. <laughs> so, um, I mean, that's just my thought. So, I mean, we can see what the locals are kind of like, see, you know, if they're, if we can pick up any. We know what the locals are like. No, I really, but I mean, just sort of. Uh, <laughs> acclimate ourselves to this so that we don't just look like a bunch of tourists uh yeah okay is there a statue of liberty to go see here you know what I no mean? Right. there's no like big tour spots like the world's largest ball of twine uh none that are readily apparent you can see we can find out at the tavern we can ask there's like a, a some sort of tram or monorail kind of moving within the levels and you can see a number of people moving about on Either like small self-propelled scooters. There's a couple like oh, pedicabs moving the around. The birds inv invaded even this place. <laughs> They're riding segways. 
is there like a network or anything like available? Some place like this might have like a oh, like an internet cafe, literally like a directory or something like that. that <laughs> oh, you okay, like a directory. Like. Okay, there are a number of networks available to you. Um, no check required. You know, attending to any one of these is Seems asking bad. for trouble. Yeah, bad idea. <laughs> Terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> They're all open with no password protection. <laughs> yeah, and one of them literally says, "Hey, I'm free to log into." <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> Essentially, what I'm getting at is, I don't want us to stick out like sore thumbs. No, God no. Plus, also, like, don't have to tell Sparks twice about a tavern. Like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> He's like, sure, yeah. On board. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a great idea. <laughs> Nothing bad could possibly happen. Nope. We have never had anything bad happen in a tavern, including totally a bunch of people dying and being in a huge fight. Is that, that not never what happened. happens when you guys go to taverns? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> there was, like, decapitations. Yeah. Someone starts heading towards you, seemingly moving with purpose. Uh, they're humanoid, uh, clad in a black and gold uh, light body glove. Hmm. They have a bound pistol at their side, purple skin hmm. with a pair of thick goggles on them, uh, two long kind of droopy antenna and uh, also purple and a pair of butterfly-like wings extending from their back which open and close quietly in the din. Do I recognize the species? Uh, mysticism would be appropriate here. I was going to say flying purple people eater. 26. Okay, it's a tritidaire, a chaotic good outsider, hmm. uh, something from one of the outer planes. Uh, what it's doing on the Lost Harbor, you're not quite sure, but it has a broad smile on its small face. Oh, it's only about three and a half feet tall Oh, uh, as it approaches a lot of you. My size tritidaire. I'm going to take a wild guess before it even talks and assume this is going to be so, like some sort of child urchin who asks for money to help us around town. <laughs> This is this is what Noemi is going into this thinking. Oh, uh, sorry. You know, it's not a by its stature, it's not a child. It'll be an adult. No, but still, just sort of that idea. Oh, of that like, kind of vibe. This is going to be that person that comes mm. up to us and is like, "Hey, outsider friends, I can help you mm-hmm. for a small fee." Fifty thousand credits. <laughs> I currently have ninety nine whole credits, so we'll <laughs> see what they ask for. They come up and say, first time in the Lost Harbor." <laughs> <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> Kept talking about not wanting to stand out. Made us stand out. Good job. What uh, what gave us away? Well, it's quite a sight to see. I don't surprise you're caught up in all this amazing stuff. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty impressive. That's for sure. No place like it as far as I've found. Oh, uh, sorry. Forgive me. I'm Sola. And they hold out one of their hands. Uh, Sparks. Nice to meet you. I'm Noemi. And um... I'm Lycos9. The Trinidare, is it something like unique, like something I've never seen in person before? Or is this sort of like, yeah, you're interesting, but... You tell me. They're outsiders, so they're not actually native to the material plane. Oh, wow. Okay. So I would assume that I probably haven't seen anyone like this. So I guess Noemi will be intrigued. I mean, she's she's slightly annoyed because she was kind of hoping to fly under the radar, but this person is also intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so she'll say, uh, yeah, I mean, it's our, our first time here, but, you know, we're trying to keep a low profile. So if you could help us out with that. Oh, I understand. I can show you all the the locals, the place the locals go to. There are a few. We don't really have tourists here because, you know, it's a secret pirate base. But there are a few people who don't come as often, but there are plenty of regulars. So, so no offense to pirates, but I, I didn't see them as such a friendly type. Oh, it really varies. Uh, person to person i've managed to make my way here and really kind of fell in love with the place i just just think about the energy there's a lot of good comings and goings and there's one thing that the free captains really sort of favor more than anything else and that's just the freedom to do as you please and yeah there are some who are ruthless but there's a lot of who just don't want to be under the yoke of some planetary government or even the pact you know I think we should talk about this more over a pint. Yes, please. Oh, there's a number of wonderful options. What's your... Oh, I mean, what's your favorite? How can I choose? They like, choose me through my children. Wouldn't that add any? Um, I like this so <laughs> What sort of vibe are you going for? Something a little bit more upscale, perhaps a, a cocktail over candlelight, or someplace where you're lucky if you leave with most of your teeth? Maybe somewhere in the middle. Ah, I mean, okay. Lycos, you look like you were about to say something. Oh, I was pretty much going to vote for the place you're least likely to get stabbed. 
So the, not the bottom option. But I don't, I don't, I don't, we're so, not so, so snooty that we need candlelight and cocktails. What's your temperature preferences? Temperature? This? This feels nice. Okay. Well, then, I think there might be a climb-controlled booth in the Trisole that might still be available. Hmm? Hey, Sparks. Hmm? I'm going to need to borrow some money. Oh, am I bankrolling this trip? <laughs> How much do you have? Like 600? Oh, yeah, you are. Ah, <laughs> uh, crap. All right. <laughs> uh, just consider it a loan. <laughs> all right. We do have a lot of money coming to us. Yeah. Okay. I will psychically say all We literally have things. a ship full of people that are going to turn into money when we get back to the station. All right. That sounds weak. Skeevier than I meant to say. <laughs> You're like, they're just dollar sized to <laughs> Lycos. <laughs> uh, Jesse pointed out that like all those people we save are gonna uh, we're gonna get like money for them. Like, do we get to count the pirates? <laughs> um so yeah, Sparks will turn and say, uh yeah, I don't know what this trisole is, but that sounds alright. No, well, it sounds like it's uh three souls. It's a great little hole in the wall. It's a little bright, so I'm glad I've got my goggles. And if you are into basking, it is the best. Oh, like I can bask with the shark? best of them. <laughs> like a lizard? More the latter. All right. So is it warm? <laughs> Kerr would love this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit warmer than my taste, but they do have a few more regulated uh, booths from time to time. If they're available, it's quite nice. So when you say booths, are they private rooms? No, it's like a like a booth oh, at like a, a restaurant. Oh, like a booth at a restaurant. Okay. Yeah. Probably with a shield, I'm guessing. Uh, if it control if it controls the climate in that area. I I haven't looked at the specifics. <laughs> no, John, I want floor plans. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how this technology works. <laughs> when I'm about, when I'm by myself, I don't mind a nice bash now and then. We did come well, I'll be honest, we came from a very humid place, very warm. So I don't I don't know. Well humid is not something you're gonna have to worry about there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Alright, well I mean we can always give it a shot. If we don't like it, I'm sure you could show us somewhere else. Of course. It's a dry heat. <laughs> <laughs> it's all San Diego is. Well, I mean, we could always turn it into a pub crawl and find some place with a nice luge if we don't like it. So, yeah. All right. So she takes you down a level. She and or then, they? Sorry, excuse me. Uh, we let's just yeah, yeah. let's let's land on one. Yeah the the Trinitar are usually genderless, uh, although sometimes they do take feminine features on. But this one is not. So sorry, they. I'm gonna write a little note for myself. I just know we've gotten tripped on it bef- yeah. up on mm-hmm. it before in the past. So, oh, so we're they, totally going to make mistakes. They yes. take you on a little monorail. You take a trip down about two levels and then through a couple of like side corridors. Before we get too far, mm-hmm. um, can I do a sense motive to make sure that, the, that Sola is not just taking us to die in a fire? By all means. <laughs> 17. They seem genuine. Okay. I mean, I know it might be a little too little too late as we're on the monorail going down two levels. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> so, a couple of quick turns. You don't go too far off under the main drag. And then you see a... Just let us know if it's going to go through a sketchy alley. That's where I maybe want to make a different decision. All right, it is going through a sketchy alley. I kind of look at Noemi. Do we really want to go through a sketchy alley in Pirate Town? Yup. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... So so I, I ask Sola, I say, it, is this really the middle of the road? Or, I mean, this seems a little, we seem like we're not in the best part of of, of the <laughs> station. They say, well, you wanted some place where the locals go. You didn't want to seem like a tourist. So this is a little off the beaten path, but it's just what you're looking for. Uh, as long as you think we'll be safe here. Until we get to the bar, I'm going to be a little bit more on watch. Just in case, not to say that they are leading us into a trap, but just the general nature of where we are right now. Okay. There's certainly a plurality of humans in the mix as you're kind of moving through the station, but they're by no means a majority. Uh, You see sentience of all shapes and sizes. Uh, There seems to be a number of, like, attendant uh, droids here. Or robots, excuse me. uh, That are serving as, like, bodyguards in the capacity at least that's sort of how they're that's how they're walking behind their masters effectively. So a couple of quick turns, you don't like I said, you don't go too far off the, the beaten path, and you see a doorway to like an orange tinted, fairly open floor plan establishment. 
over the door, there's a script you don't recognize and three red or orange globes behind the script. I Before we go inside, I ask Solo what the name of the establishment is. Oh, uh, Trisol. Oh, that's right. There by three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Now I'm on the trolley. Uh, inside, you can see the ground. It has sort of the appearance of sand, but it is not actually sand. And you walk through like a little shimmer barrier that's pr- keeping the heat in. And it's, it's a space beaded curtain. No, it's it's. Oh, it's just like a. It's like field. a slight shimmer, okay. and it's like like a force field. Yeah, okay. but it doesn't actually bar you. It just sort of gives you a little tingle as you move through it, and it's like walking into an oven. If you've been to like Vegas or Palm Desert in the summer, you're going Which from air conditioned comfort to like blazing heat, and so it just kind of hits you like a punch in the face a little bit. But you can see a number of insectoid and reptilian patrons all sort of lounge on elevated rocks. Each of these rocks have like a little mini rock next to them where a number of refreshments or foods are positioned within easy arm's reach. In this, I, sorry? A legitimate question. If there's insectoid races, say if there's m- actual mosquitoes around, is it offensive to slap them in front of insectoids? Not really. I mean, if there were like tiny blood-sucking apes, they'd probably be no more offensive to a person. Uh, I'm making sure of the rules. But it would really vary by person, like creature to creature. Some might have... If there was one that was a giant mosquito, it might be a little bit more offended. Yeah, or if the the little flying biting insects were their young that you weren't aware of, that might cause some strife, I imagine. <laughs> but there aren't any mosquitoes in this establishment. Are there There's, any, um, I mean, besides, I mean, we mostly see reptilian and insectoid. insectoid. Um, do we see any other, like, more humanoid, straight up humans, or Lushinta, or, or Yasoki, or anything? Yes. I just want to make sure we're not completely out of place. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, record scratch, everybody yeah, turns. <laughs> yeah, we don't need like the saloon scene where everyone just drops the cards. <laughs> well, and I'm, I'm interested to see how they're clad. If it seems that like, oh, like if you're not, you know, a, a reptile, like maybe you're more like in a in le- more revealing clothing, I guess. Mm-hmm. So there are a trio of Reforians who you know as one of the core pack world races. Uh, they're summer Reforians, so they have kind of orangey yellow skin which is matching with pretty much the the light in here they're fairly lightly clad and seeming to enjoy the heat which they don't often get outside of their home world or their their home environments they've got it appears to be one male and two females and they have long pointed ears and uh, extreme eyebrows behind the counter you see a lizard folk one of the reptilian races that used to be native to galarian pre-gap and not to be confused with the vesk even though they're both sort of reptilian humanoids uh, lizard folk are smaller in stature and aren't part of the Vescarium, certainly. She gives you a wave, um, or you notice that she's waving to Sola and says, How's my favorite outsider doing? Uh, to which Sola says, Oh, I'm doing just fine, thanks. I've got some friends. Is one of the cool booths available? Yes, you're certainly not basking today. Very well. Uh, there's There's one left in the back. Refreshments, and she directs this question to all of you. Absolutely. Um, I've taken a liking to the Vesk stuff lately. You got any of that around? Some, yes. Uh, one, please. <laughs> <laughs> one Vesk <Yeah>. beverage. <laughs> uh, Shrekken is your preference? I don't remember. Sure. We have Prime or three? Prime, I guess. A favorite. What's your uh, house beverage? Uh, Who walks into a bar and asks for the well? <laughs> no, I want to know. Like, I want a well drink. Come no, on. I'm trying to ask what their house specialty is. Uh, we have a number of specialties. Uh, please, your mark. And she points a small like pad towards you, and there's like a clear like a thumb indentation on it. Well, we have we have creds. Uh, I need to test organic compatibility. Oh, okay. <laughs> like. Uh, they want a lot of respectability in this place. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll I'll do as she says. All right. There's a slight prick on your finger. Uh, not even like draws blood. Just kind of like a little poke. Um, and then the pad turns green. And she goes, good. I would hate to kill you with a drink. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> you don't know how much I appreciate that. And you, sir. What do you have for androids? Well, Tom, we'll put you on the reverse. This I already put you on thing. the spot, John. <laughs> uh, is there a... A particular like type of alcohol that's uh 
for androids or in talks to get the androids into prefer for androids by androids <laughs> I remember one of the random beers bender drinks Isn't it just called like lowbrow or something <laughs> something for whatever reason i wanted to say that androids drink iridescent shit but like there's really not a lot of, uh, strong reason for that i think it's just their tendency to be glowy I'm okay with it all right yeah so i guess um just give me the name of one of the iridescent alcohols i was trying to think of one lumos Yes, then. We have a star banger, which you might like. It is citrus and lumos mixed together, and a small arthropod is drowned in it. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and I look at Lycos and I'm like, this is what you like to drink? Have you never had a drink with a scorpion in it? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Interesting. Um Eat the worm. File that away for a rainy day when uh, it's apparently Legos 9's surprise birthday party and I bring you a pile of dead scorpions. Drown an arthropod. (laughs) (laughs) That is a real thing. No, it is. Yeah. So she goes to begin making the drinks and Sola leads you to one of the cool booths uh, where you all sit. It's about like 75 in there and you walk through another shimmer field to get to it. There's that kind of nice climate control. There's a small pad in the center where you can order food if you like of all variety it's not an extensive menu but it's pretty varied well i look to i look to sparks about ordering food because we are doing this i he knows we're doing this on his dime so oh yeah we didn't ask about prices at all um <laughs> i mean to be fair no i mean i are not worried about prices <laughs> great okay well uh how you- much damage have we done so far <laughs> <laughs> you're in, in for the tune of about 30 credits oh okay yikes well. <laughs> Noemi thinks to herself because she only has 99 of them <laughs> this is also why real Tom doesn't like going to bars <laughs> um okay well I mean drinks for three people at 30 that's, that's, that's not, not bad man. I think well four four right um okay so yeah um I guess do or do we want food <clears throat> I, for, I forget do we what kind of food do we have on the ship is it like crappy oh, rations yes. or then yes Sparks it, is getting food and the terrifying food that we managed to get salvage yes. off of risk. risk. Right. So, like, weirdly poisonous animals. Yeah, you're all, like, still a bit sick okay. from just because all you've been eating is risk fare. Yeah. I haven't. Not for a while. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> like us, is feeling in tip-top shape. <laughs> I feel splendiferous. <laughs> um, then, yes, I'm going to poke around and see what they got on the menu. Okay. Uh, what's something you, you, you find something you like. What is that? Uh, I want something akin to space nachos. That sounds good, and they're always on giant plates. So yeah, yes. We'll do if they stick together, they put, it counts as one nacho. <laughs> exactly. All right, sounds good. So a server comes over. She is actually another Reforian. Uh, doesn't appear to be one of the trio you saw earlier. Uh, and she comes through, and you can see her kind of shiver a little bit as she moves through the shimmer field. Uh, she has all four of your drinks. Uh, yours isn't like a a glass. Mm. And in one, it has like a essentially a martini glass, and there's a little bug kind of floating, like a little stick bug floating on the top. Uh, she takes a toothpick and just kind of like presses it into the oh, liquid. God, they drown it in front of you. <laughs> and dinner and a show. Jesus, it squirms for about thirty seconds and then stops, and then she uh, hands the glass over to you, like us nine. <laughs> Give her a nod of thanks and take the glass. Oh. Yeah, this is going in the journal. Yeah, yeah. Sola seems a little, like, put out. Put off as by this does a little bit. everyone. <laughs> Considering you just killed an insect in front of an insect. Sola's not an insect. She has butterfly wings. She's like a fairy-looking thing. Yeah, oh, she's, a lot a more, she's more oh, fairy okay. than butterfly. Okay. i also like to point out that you're both from alien species that might have practices like this. No, I know. I'm just, <laughs> we're just giving you shit. Oh, this is bread being grossed out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little bit sparse too, but but mostly bread. <laughs> oh, just like pointing out your characters may not be as grossed yeah. out by this as we are. No, no. Fair, fair. I'm trying to lean into with like I was like, I Tom wouldn't drink this. So I was like, that looks good, but I could do it without the bug. I think. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, usually you send food back when it has a bug in it. In this case, it's a feature, not a bug. Ding! <laughs> <laughs> Man, we are just full of really bad jokes tonight. Oh, awesome. Lordy. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> There's just been less where the joke was us putting space in front of something. That's true. So I'm sure, you know, after a bit of, of usual banter, of, mm-hmm. you know, very, you know, neutral degrees, um, I do want to try to bring up that I am 
uh, looking for a star pearl. So however organically that may come up in conversation. Make a diplomacy check to find out how organically that comes up in conversation. <laughs> hey, I mean, nice, nice nachos. Star pearls, maybe? <laughs> I, 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 t- I was wanting to bring it up 16? earlier, not so organically. So, All right. You, you managed to move it in a little bit, but he's kind of like, hey, speaking of that thing, what about star pearls? <laughs> so it's, she can, the transition's a little bit bracing. I think I might know where we can find one. But it's certainly going to be an interesting trip. And on that note, we will end for tonight. So thank you all for joining us on our space adventures here. You can follow us on Twitter at Die by the Dice or email us with anything longer form, Die by the, the Dice at gmail.com. I want to give a thank you to some folks who submitted alien names that we haven't quite got to yet, but will be in the near future. And that was Petch at Psychostaurus on Twitter. Uh, thank you as well as the good folks over at the Dead Horse Podcast, at Horse Podcast. So they submitted some pirate names who are still floating around this station somewhere. And thank you for helping us out. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. 